0: Welcome to Running It Back, the baseball edition. We have range. We have range when it comes to basketball, and we have range when it comes to running it back. When I think about someone who has gymnasium-like range, I think of Tarlin Ray. Tarlin, welcome back to Running It Back. (laughs) Thank
1: you for welcoming me back. Yeah. When I think of baseball, back to... Coaches hitting fungo, being on the outfield and center field, catching some fly balls. Yeah. We were not the best high school team, although we made a little bit of run in the playoffs, but we often, whenever the ice cream truck showed up, practice was canceled.
0: You had your priorities in line. Yeah, yeah.
1: Literally would show up after either a deep playoff run in basketball or a short one, haven't swung a bat since the prior season, and yeah. Norah's thrown a baseball, so I'm three days away from throwing on my arm, Yeah, eating little sunflower seeds, and then spending the rest of the year knowing that I'm all glove and all arm, but a little bat. So I'm so excited to interesting, <laughs> to, interesting to, to yeah. be a part of this baseball show.
0: Yeah, and then, but there's a lot of talk in baseball that translates to world outside of baseball, particularly the idea of the, the five-tool player, which I think we're going to be coming back to but uh, but to begin with we wanted to recognize the other Los Angeles team that that did win its championship so in addition to your Los Angeles Lakers I guess your Dodgers your Dodgers are they your Dodgers won the World Series so that's good news and they broke a historic drought somewhat historic right they went all the way back to 1988 so I think we wanted to talk a little bit about that, the baseball teams that have gone through worlds of pain and then come out on the other side with those World Series of late. But uh, but yeah, baseball, maybe it's not a core competency, but we got to show that we have range. Just like a five-tool player, we don't want to only be lessons learned from basketball. We want to be able to mix it up. And I think there's a certain golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia that we may also be covering in the very near future. But before we get to any of that, top-level impressions, understanding it may not be your favorite sport, but top-level impressions of this World Series,
1: any thoughts? So, to go into a year in a very unusual year, 60-game season as the favorite, it's tough to run the table. It's also, when I think about Dave Roberts as the manager's been there five years, been in the playoffs five years, and most folks consider on the outside that he's underperformed because of his losses to the Sox yeah. to in the in the World Series to the cheating Astros yes. in the World Series and into the to the World Championship Nats last year right that they should have looked for a different leadership so i think one of the bigger lessons is there's actually a lot of value in continuity mm-hmm. So oftentimes, if you don't have immediate results, you're looking to find a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're just looking to gel. It's like saying Clayton Kershaw should never pitch in the postseason because of some of the issues and some of his foibles. So, like one of the main takeaways, and I'm super excited, just a genuinely good guy, always welcome to the show, Dave Roberts. Yeah. Is that he had a chance to win one. And in doing so, he never made it about himself. He always made it about the team. So a lot of kudos goes to the the management, mm-hmm. to the general manager, and they all stay true to the plan, even though they weren't getting to their final destination.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a little uh, grit and resolve. And I like to say stick-to-itiveness can go a long way there. So definitely something to be learned from that. You were also, when we were uh, setting up for this, you were talking about a certain Los Angelino who is tied to both of the championships that the L.A. area recently won.
1: Did you want to give uh, one Irvin Magic Johnson his due here? Yeah, uh, do we give a little love to Magic? He departed. He, he was the architect. He was the one that brought LeBron to the Lakers. He was the one that stacked what was the Laker lineup with the rondos of the world because yeah. he wanted high-IQ players. LeBron got hurt. Mm-hmm. The Lakers looked horrible. He was the one that was trying to bring Anthony Davis over in a trade. And then he left, which it was a bit, a little bit of a soap opera saying there was backstabbing and could no longer be a part of the Lakers' leadership and ceded control to Rob Polinka and, and Jeannie Buss. But despite that, all the credit goes to Polinka, He was the one that brought Mark Cornerstone there. And then Magic is a part of the Dodgers' ownership. Mm-hmm. This guy's just, a, at the end of the day, less he's not coaching and he's not the general yeah. manager but whatever you have to say and he wasn't in our GOAT conversation last week but the guy's yeah. a winner man yeah and he's having
0: and- fun too there weren't that many fans and I felt like one idea that was floated I remember when baseball was coming back in the, and we knew that they'd be playing in empty stadiums around the country is that you would have one representative fan for each fan base that would root in the stadium and be the, the representative the mascot the the spiritual leader of the fan base, looking at Magic from the owner's box or wherever he was sitting watching the game, his genuine joy in watching Los Angeles perform to this level was actually fun to watch. It's felt like it. And then similarly, just seeing his enthusiasm around the NBA season, he seems like someone who really was able to come around and find some joy and some genuine relief in what was going on in sports what's been going on in sports so i think that's a lesson learned too the great ones are able to find joy and meaning in uh, difficult times and uh, we're trying to do that too that's part of why we're covering this baseball world series and uh, how about the series itself any performances jump out we got to talk at least for a moment about covid and the world series so unlike the the bubble, which uh, gets a pretty high marks for the NBA, the ending just felt so awkward, but also strangely appropriate. In that, Justin Turner tests positive and is removed from the clinching game, and then is back out on the field for some of the the celebration after the fact. Any commentary on that, or any perspective, any lessons that can be learned uh, from all of that?
1: I, I just. Remember the announcers? They were befuddled. They couldn't figure out why Turner was pulled from the game. Yeah, he had some tough at bats against Snell. By the way, taking that guy out, he was. Oh my God, he was. <laughs> I might,
0: I might ask into the the COVID injured reserve if I had to face uh, Snell too many innings. But yeah,
1: yeah. So unfortunate. The biggest moment of his career to you know test positive to have to isolate, I understand the. Desire to be out there with his teammates. Would I have made the same call? Probably not. Yeah. It or do it where you can still be on the field, but you're isolating for everyone holding yeah. the holding. I would the have truck.
0: done it. I would have worn a motorcycle helmet, but that's that's so, just something. How, how so I it yeah. just
1: tough image for MLB Turner, who I can I was not I've heard or read is not a selfish guy. Yeah. It was just trying to. Live that moment. Live that moment as a free agent. Who knows if we'll be back on the Dodgers. I just chalk it up to being a part of what is a crazy 2020. Yeah. So In the NBA, you had the game where the Bucks walked out and you thought there wasn't going to be an NBA season. Right. Baseball, and we had remember member of the Marlins. They went seven to ten days out playing yeah. a game. Yeah. This was probably the right capper to a season, which is just – you can't control these elements, and you just you're fighting this invisible enemy, so yeah, yeah. I, I think it was I think it was fitting mm-hmm. the other thing which was and you know, i we you touched on five tool a little bit, yeah, thing's amazing to me is i I hadn't watched a playoff game in a long time I hadn't yeah. watched baseball in a long time yeah and I yeah. forget how playoff baseball is just another animal, every oh, pitch the the energy it, even without the
0: fans like just there's a certain palpable
1: ex- yeah. Someone gets on base, you're like, I can't. I, I'm gonna hold going to the bathroom. Are you gonna? Oh call? yeah. Yeah. So what you often think about in baseball, at least for me, you think about the Smoltzes and the Glavins and the Maddox. You think about that killer pitching lineup. Yeah. And what drove a lot of mean Yeah, Kershaw, and I guess Bueller. But what drove a lot of the team getting to where they were, was they had a couple of five-tool players and one yeah. in particular, Mookie Betts. Uh huh. Cody Bellinger, the former MVP last year, is considered mm-hmm. 5 tool a Mookie. Yeah. we stole from Boston. Thank you. Yeah. We pay him. He's, a, he's
0: among, I've, I'm on the record as saying he's among the top three all-time Mookies in the history of sports. Yeah. Can we do your Mookies real quick? Yeah, yeah. You got uh, Mookie Betts. You got uh, Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, and then obviously you have Mookie Wilson of the New York Mets. New we'll get to your Mets. Yeah, yeah, Mookie
1: Blaylock of the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you. I didn't yeah, know if you were going to... Yeah. If we can name a fourth Mookie, we'll get to our research. Well,
0: there's Mookie's, was Spike Lee's character and Do the Right Thing. So does that actually count? It's
1: debatable, (laughs) but uh, we'll throw it in. Yeah. (laughs) we've just made the top four. Yeah. So it's interesting when I juxtapose thinking about starting pitching as to what drives and you think about the Nats. That was a lot of what got them where they were last Mm -hmm. year. Mookie was a little bit of a heartbeat. You saw it in his play on the, once he got on base, he was so disruptive. Yeah the National League Championship game Series where they should have been out, some of the catches he made in the outfield. Yeah. And then what they say about him, just the way he carries himself, it's like a different animal. So he's yeah. not only up for MVP in the league, but MVP in the locker room. So yeah, what are changes? Is the $365 million over 12 years worth it if you yeah. have arms? It proved itself out this year. And some will look like, why isn't Trout, why can't Trout do the same thing? I think it's hard to put that on him but it just we as Dodger fans feel unbelievably fortunate to have someone like Mookie in his yeah
0: because he's a five tool player and the five tools let's just run through them very quickly you can hit for average hit for power you can run the bases you can defend your position and you got a good arm is that correct did I get all five You said arm, fielding, running, hit for power, hitting. I said some version of that, yes. (laughs) And the five tools, there's a little bit of give and take among the five tools, but that is something that we do occasionally try to make connections between the world of sports and the world around us, the world of business, the world of organizations, and the concept of a five-tool player, somebody who can do all of the main things you need to do. That language has translated into other contexts, And I've heard you refer to folks as category stuffers or the same idea. The whole notion of a triple-double in the NBA is it's not quite five tools, but you're demonstrating you can rebound, you can pass the ball, and you can score. So this idea of having a balanced scorecard that starts to capture the essence of the great players, what I was blown away by was how much this term goes way back. This is like an old scouting term. It's been around for quite some time, but the amount of debate that goes into, how do you quantify those tools? And that does make me think about all sorts of places where we're talking about big data, the age of data and all that, but it could also be garbage in garbage out. If you don't know how to define the right tools, if you're measuring the wrong five tools, somebody's going to come along and think about it in a completely different way, this whole concept of Moneyball. And like walks, for example, walks, I guess it they count in that hitting for average, you probably get on base a decent amount, so you probably yep. have a good eye. but any thoughts about just the whole notion uh, go big picture
1: here about five tools, five tool players yeah, so you talk about uh, category stuff, or the other language we use is if someone has ten things you love for them to do to check all the boxes at times if someone's only checking seven to ten. Mm-hmm that's potentially an athlete hire and can right. learn the rest yes the challenge that, that most organizations have is if you're chasing all five tool players you're at times chasing unicorns yes and i think there's tremendous value in people just having a superpower right and leaning into that superpower so the person with a great arm great fielding yeah a hit for power it doesn't limit their value what you're trying to do and what baseball teams do and what most organizations do is stitch together those pieces. Mm-hmm. What's unusual with Mookie as a five tool is he's such a great leader. Yeah. And at times he's elevating one over the other. It, you don't need them to do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you're stitching together people that can hit for power and, and yeah. just to and that's the reason I brought up Trout, who you would never in his 10 year career Think that he has failed because his fi- that five tools should carry the team. He's yeah. just, I-, I think they're unicorns. I think maybe the
0: sixth tool is leadership, Tarlin. How about oh, that? Well, there we how, go.
1: How about that? Another, another, we will question Trout in the future. Yeah, this is why we do the show. It's yeah, yes, yeah, cool.
0: it's because I do think they're, especially if you hear everything about Mookie's influence on the clubhouse. Even just one of my favorite memories of this World Series was just the sheer joy when he's screaming out in exultation after they actually won the World Series. They captured it. It was an authentic moment. And this is prior to uh, getting creeped out by Justin Turner not wearing a mask. But this was more (laughs) right when I was in the moment of joy right after that win. And and then the other thing we wanted to talk talk about in addition to five-tool players, so I like the idea of the athlete hire. And this is why the learners are another dimension of this, too. Learners can actually improve their tools over time. And you almost hire for that, recruit, scout for that. You want to find the people who got better throughout their careers so that even if maybe they don't have a high score on all five tools, they're going to continue to work to get better at them. Like Jordan, we talked a lot about him on the show, but he was someone who continued to work on his game. Same thing with LeBron. He developed a lot of his skills. We saw him develop his low post skills over the years. We saw him develop his ability to shoot from outside. The idea that you're not satisfied where you are today and you're always trying to improve on those skills and then if you're hitting the high end of all all the things you can really work on you can then look out outside of yourself and see how do I elevate the entire culture and that's really where I do think Mookie's done some some tremendous work he's also bringing me back to baseball that and the Mets renaissance we, which we'll, we we'll come get, to in we a we second. We need to yeah. get to the
1: Mets because we closed off on the 32-year drought I want to make sure everyone I'll tell everyone where I was 30 year but the one thing about a five-tool in baseball, yeah, because of all the scouting, you're never surprised. Mm-hmm. You don't draft someone in like 24 years old now and they're like, wow, we have a five-tool player. So that, yeah, the concept of turning yourself into a five-tool player as like a 20-year-old, seven-year-old player, it's interesting. Right. Talent will, and your ability will show yourself early and you're leaning into those tools. Sure. It doesn't mean you can't work on the areas you're not strong, but I yeah. just, I feel like that's an area, especially in sports, that manifests itself, and you can yeah. see that ability earlier. It's like a Jay Billis, and the draft is coming, up, which I love more than anything right. else. Yes. You know, talking about the long arms and his reach and everything else. Yeah, wingspan. But, yeah, it yeah. has got a wingspan. But going back to Dodgers, before we talked about major droughts, the Indians still in a 72-year drought. Yeah. The Rangers, 60 years. The Dodgers, we are. I know Boston thinks they're title town. We're title town, even though we haven't had a football winner forever. Yeah. 32 years, 1988. I still remember where I was. I was at, I think I said in the last pod, Philadelphia Flyers, Los Angeles Kings game. Kings lost 4-1. We're watching on a small TV in the stands at someone's birthday party. Yeah. Ninth inning, against consecutively, two outs. Gibson, it's only at bat in the World Series. It's home run. Oh. So, amazing game. We beat the Bash Brothers, Maguires, and Consecos. This was either pre-ROID or just, they were just hiding yeah. the ROIDs a little bit better.
0: If, if it wasn't ROIDs, it was some other 80s it was Some other, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Amazing moment. This is also for us, I'm at a Kings game pre-Gretzky. So, I'm like, what the heck am I doing at a Kings game <laughs> who actually goes to hockey in L.A.? So, to think about that moment, I remember exactly where I was. Kirk in one leg, one arm. Yeah to watch this team it's just a lot of excitement so i you know i feel for those fans like those mets fans yeah. experience. long suffering long so suffering can, can you we actually brought you on this pod yeah do so, a talk about your suffering and then do you remember where you were 34 years ago when you luckily won the world series So the Dodgers were
0: 32 years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, of course I remember. Yes. And I was, I
0: hadn't turned, I remember game six, especially a game six. I'll never forget because that was, what was interesting about that series was game seven was less climactic than games after game six, when the Mets heroically came back, the aforementioned Mookie Wilson hit the little dribbler that went through Bill Buckner's legs to allow the tying and go-ahead run to score. Truth be told, the tying run was probably going to score, and Mookie was probably going to get on base. So it would have just— who knows what might have happened in that alternative universe? But absolutely, I remember I was watching it in my bedroom because it was late, and I wound up shouting, sh- shrieking, some noise of surprise and delight, and I I woke my dad up. But yeah, it was, and that's a long time ago. That's 34 years ago, And, and then through that span of time, a lot of teams that, as a Met fan, I felt we were more relevant than those other teams because they had suffered longer droughts, suddenly started clearing their ledgers. You had Red Sox fans who were cute and endearing. They had their 1918 thing. They were always good, but never quite got across the finish line. And then they win, And then they win a few more times, and now, as a Mets fan, I view Red Sox fans as almost as bad as Yankees fans, just (laughs) because they're just insufferable. They complain about not winning or getting close, and not getting all the way. It's get over yourself. You've been running things this millennia, so give us some room to breathe. Cubs fans were even more endearing in terms of their drought because that went even further back, and it took longer, and they had the whole Bartman play. where they should have won, but they were just really, it's the the curse of the billy goat. That was a real narrative. That was something I could get behind. They eventually won in 2016, but that was just the one time. And for me, they still seem somewhat endearing. But then outside of those guys, the real drought to me, the real starved fan base is Indians fans in terms of baseball. Even though we talked about how LeBron, this is for you, Cleveland. He didn't win the World Series for them. So that drought still stands as a baseball drought.
1: So the Indians, the closer they got was 3-1 advantage in 2016 and lost to the Cubs. I was just trying to remember whether LeBron brought the Cavalier oh. Championship to them in 2016. But just the droughts, I
0: to me, Indians fans have a little more moral fiber. They've been around long enough and they've suffered long enough to say I'll give them a nod. The other fan base that has suffered a lot in an interesting ways is Atlanta, where Atlanta has come close a lot if they won one year and that year was strike shortened with whatever other variables you may want to bring to bear so i still think my mets long-suffering fan base ready for a turnaround uncle steve cohen his purchase has been approved the curse of the will Bonds has been lifted will the mets emerge from their slumber like the great bear and erupt into the world series in one of these upcoming years. The other thing I'd like to say as a Mets fan is we erupt, we explode. We're like Vesuvius, like Yankees dominate other teams, Lakers three-peat, but when the Mets win, it's a transformative cosmic experience. And I just wanted to share that with you. It's been a long time though. If you're noticing, I'm a little, I'm a little thirsty.
1: you yeah. a little thirsty. So yeah. want to confirm. Yeah. On one summer of 2016. Mm. But Cleveland would have just got a little too greedy. Yeah. Beating beating the Cubs. Yeah. I also, I'm looking forward. I, I love that, that Axelrod from the real life Axelrod. Yes. From Axelrod billions. Rod yes. From billions now yeah. owns the Mets. Yeah. That is awesome and hysterical to me. Yeah. One, two, I, I will, until there's no longer a Bobby Bonilla day, the <laughs> Mets. <laughs> That's all I know about the Mets. Yeah. And I'm rooting for you. Yeah. But realize that the Mets are in the National League. Yeah. And it's going to, they got a big hill to climb to beat my Doyers. Doyers.
0: The, and, the, and congrats again to the Doyers. Thanks again, Tarlin, for joining. Any final thoughts baseball wise? You did wonderfully, by the way. I know you're maybe not a pin in the needle in terms of your baseball tool set. But I say you can get better. It, my point before was, if you're a one on a scale of one to five, you really should work to become a two or a three. I think you did you did some solid work today. Any final thoughts on well, the baseball I will, I will show?
1: Share. Yeah, I was one of those be pre-internet, yeah. dying for the sports page. Mm-hmm. I knew every baseball stat around. Yeah. That's what I carried in my head. Mm-hmm. So this is a challenge. Yeah, uh, there were some names, and we didn't get a chance to talk. About Rose- a Rosarina. Rosarina, yeah, who had a Bonds like performance, yeah, for the Rays as a rookie, yeah, 10 homers, 19 runs, 14 mm-hmm. rise, 377. Yeah, so you're it's bringing me back, bringing me back to the game, yeah, but it was fascinating. Will I hold in for a 162 game season? They need yeah. to cut that shorter, I think I, that's I, the I, value yeah. of baseball, yeah. yeah, but a championship. I'm always willing to jump back onto my L.A. bandwagon. There was room for me. My friends made room because I watched nice. enough games. And I will, despite the grief I give you for your Knicks yeah, and, and Mets, I yeah. will be rooting for you to get off this night. Thank you. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. And, and, yeah, we appreciate you listening. We're heading into a bit of a sports drought, but there's pockets of interesting activity. Football still here for us. As Tarlin mentioned, the NBA draft. We're going to have to talk about the NBA draft and, and then the Masters. I think we may hearken back to one Tiger Woods heroic emergence in 1997 in Augusta on a subsequent show. But for now, thanks as always for listening. We'll be back again soon on Running It Back.